Calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Shure Motive family of microphones makes studio quality audio that's as simple as plug and play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Shure, and with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Shure.com/motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's S-H-U-R-E.com/forward/slash/M-O-T-I-V. Welcome to Define You Radio. Class is in session with your host, the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin Wallace. Are you ready to unapologetically build your confidence, achieve goals, and design a life worth living? Learn the life lessons and strategies to define your life, money, and business. Pins and papers ready. Class is now in session. And welcome to Define You Radio, where you get life lessons from women who have defined themselves. I'm your host, the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin Wallace. To connect with the show, head on over to Define You Radio's Facebook page. And you can also friend me or follow me on Facebook. You'll get all my goodies that way also. So I'm really excited. Today is Today's show is like our our last, and we're taking a break in August, and we'll pop back up in September, but you guys know the shows are always available on the website, ValenciaGWallace.com, Google Play, iTunes, which I am guessing, hoping, and knowing you guys are all subscribed to the show. I am excited. Today is a first ever like right on the last show before the break, I do an exclusive. If you know me, you know, I like to pop up and do random stuff, but always to help you define yourself. Today's session is with a beautiful, inspirational singer slash songwriter slash self-love coach and so much more, Miss Shannon Shadon Ward. And I'm going to just tell you a little bit about her. Just a little bit. I had the pleasure of hearing her sing and speak when I went to Florida. I believe that was in June, which I love Florida. Y'all know that. But I was in Jacksonville, first time being in Jacksonville. And I was pleasantly surprised to not only hear her story, but hear and experience her music. And you guys know how I love my karaoke and singing. And even though I don't have the voice. I still love music. You guys ought to know that by the intro. So today she's going to give us a little lesson on how to fly. Finally loving yourself. Pens and papers ready. Class is now in session. Let's go ahead and welcome to the show, Miss Shadon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, (laughs) Miss Valencia. It's such a pleasure to be here with you tonight. Thank you so much for coming on. I I love everything about you, and you are definitely Aww. a first for me. You know, um, people, the way you, like, you married 
things that you are passionate about. You marry your message to your voice, to to singing, and that's a very powerful thing. But before we get into that stuff, why don't you go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about you? Um, well, my name is Shannon Shadon Ward. Um, artist name is Shadon. Um, I've been singing pretty much all my life. Um, love, love music. Music is therapy to me. That's my escape from the world. That's my escape from all the things that could possibly happen in life. That's where I run to. Um, I'm the, let's see, I guess I would say, I'll just say I'm the middle of 11 children. So there's five older than me, five younger than me. Um, and be truthful, we're all blessed with the gift of music in, in one way or the other. Um, I'm the mother of one child. Um, that's even him and with, with everything that's going on with him, that's part of all of my story as well. And I just overall have a heart for people. Um, finding myself and taking my personal journey has really, it gives me the drive to help other people because I can see where I was when I look at some people, I can see the old me in them. And I want everybody to feel the freedom that I feel. I want everybody to feel the exhilaration to be able to live authentically and know that I don't have to prove myself to anybody except mm. me. And I want everyone to feel that. And, and I'll be honest, sometimes I can get a little um, <laughs> a little aggressive with it. Um, but it, it all comes from a good place because it's just so much joy and peace in this place that I'm in. And I know for a fact in my mind that this is what God intended for everybody to feel. Everybody should be able to feel this, not feel constricted and and bound up by what other people have told you life should be or to try Mm -hmm. to live life the way that they they think life should look like. Or, you know, in order to say that I'm I'm a woman, this is what I'm supposed to do as a woman. When I can define, I can let all that go and, and, and define me the way I want to define me. I believe um, it was one of the greats. I want to believe it was John Allen said, um, as soon as you put a definition on something, now you put it in the box. Mm. So I don't, want, I don't want you to try to define me. I just, I just me. I am who I am. I am where I am. I am whatever I want to be. And that's what I want to bring to everybody through my music, through my my speaking, through my book, through, you know, my program, through my fitness, through all of this, be who you want to be. Just do that and find your peace in that. Wow. Powerful introduction. I have questions. (laughs) (laughs) You just just went in. The the tiger has been let out of the cage. I love it. I love it. Okay, just go in. Just go in how you need to. So I wanted to kind of back up a little bit because that Mm -hmm. beautiful fit with awesome arms, right? Because, you know, I'm working on my arms right now in my fitness journey. Yes, ma'am. But uh, this beautiful fit, powerful singer and speaker, it was a journey for you to get to what people see today. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that journey? Okay, sure. Um, I'll say I'll start first by saying it's not an easy journey. It's definitely not easy, um, but it was worth it. Um, and looking back, a lot of times we 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 tell people you can't look back. You got to keep pushing forward. You can't look back to dwell on the past, but you have to look back to find out what's holding you back. 
because there's something back there that's pulling on you. And if you keep trying to walk, you're never going to be able to know what it is that's pulling you to make it release you so that you can walk. So I had to, in my journey, I had to start with where did this come from? Where did I, I suffered with, and, and most people never knew it, but I suffered with low self-esteem, low self-image. Um, you know, to look at me and to talk to me, you would think, even, you know, as a high school, you'd think that I was just, oh, people called me conceited, called me vain, but of course that was a mask, what I mm. wanted you to believe, because I didn't want you to know that I really thought that I was ugly, that I thought that I was fat, that I thought that I would never attract anybody, that I thought that I was less than all the other females around me. Um, nobody would ever think that. So I had to put those masks on, and when I was ready to take the mask off, I had to figure out why I had the mask to start with. And figuring that out took me to when I was, I want to say maybe five or six, and um, sitting with my grandmother. And I have this, I don't, I don't know if you want to call it a birthmark, um, but for lack of a better term, I'll go with birthmark on my face. My mother told me when I was born that there was this skin that was on my face, the dark skin. But as I got older, it started to peel away. But what's left is what didn't peel. Um, but I'm sitting next to my grandmother, and she's examining my face. And she says, you know, we need to put some bleach on this girl's face. Mm. And as, as a child, you know, you're thinking, why does she want to put bleach on me? Not knowing there's skin bleach, I'm thinking regular laundry bleach. So right. I'm, 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 you know, in my mind, I'm like, she's gonna, she's trying to kill me. You know, she wants to burn my face. Why does she want to do this? Um, I hear my mother say, you know, my mother, she's like, you're not putting any bleach on my baby face. She's fine. But as a child, I hear this and I didn't quite understand it, and because it wasn't explained to me, because I never got a full understanding of it, you know, you you go on through life and. You never really paid any attention. But then as you get older and start to examine some of the behaviors, some of the things that you did growing up, some of the things you did as a 12-year-old that you probably, well, I'm not going to say probably, that you know you should not have been doing. You know, you're supposed to be in school, not sneaking around with a grown drug-dealing man. You know, things of that nature because you're looking for attention. You're looking for somebody to make you feel better about who you are. Because now here it is, I feel I'm better than this girl's at school now. I finally got one up on them because I have this grown man that's here. You know, they messing with the high school boys. I got a 22-year-old. I'm 12. Mm. I'm good. You know, and, wow. and you look at things that way and you think that, that that's cool. You know, that's, I, I, I'm, I've done something. I've made it. But as you continue to get older, <laughs> things change. And you want more out of life. You want you want somebody to really love you. You want somebody to be there for you. And you don't even really understand why you really crave this until fast forward a little bit. I get to about 20, in my early, late 20, and um, I met my son's father. We got together, had the baby. And um, here, here I am. I'm making plans for marriage. I'm saying we're going to get married. You know, this is it. I, I'm done. You know, I found it. I'm, I'm good. This is family right here until he reveals to me that he's still married. Mm. And at that point, my world felt like it crumbled. Um, and now, like I said, it was, it was a whole lot between the bleach incident and this, but it all comes together. Um, but after hearing that and then looking back through all the other things that took place before that, you you, you know, when you, 
you've come to a point where you say, you know what, I can't do it anymore. I don't want to do it. Um, I was angry with God. I was angry with pretty much almost everybody, really. Um, I had told God, well, God, if you really cared about me, if you were really a father like people call you, why would you put your daughter, allow your daughter to get in this kind of situation to always be hurt, to always, you know, get the back end of the stick, to always be the one that's going to be just left with all the baggage. Why did you do that? Why did you give me a heart full of love and nobody to give it to? And at that point I had just said, I'm just going to end it all. I had wrote out my suicide note, um, put everything together where I wanted my son to go. All of that was fine. And, you know, I laid it out and I was done with it. Um, The day before I had planned on killing myself. I was going to take myself that Monday morning. I was going to wait for my son's father to go to work. I was going to drop my son off to my mother, pretend as if I was going to go to work, and then I was just going to go end it all. Um, but that Sunday I went to church, and as I, I don't, and to this day I can, I mean, I really sit and like, well, what really made me go? I mean, I know what, but, it, you know, as your mind, your, your simple mind, you're saying, well, I just don't even know why did I do it. But I went anyway, and as I'm sitting there and just listening to the music, and this is why today I tell people music saved my life, because it wasn't really anything else happening. It was the music that was really going on. And during the music I could hear, if you just say thank you, everything will be okay. Mm. And now I'm stubborn. I'm a Taurus. I can't help it. It is just who I am. It's just part of my makeup. So, of course, I'm saying no. I'm not doing anything. I don't even know. You know, my mind, I'm going in. I don't know why I'm here. I'm not doing any of this. I'm just, I'm not. So I hear the voice say it again, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. But then at the third time, um, it was almost as if somebody was sitting right up on me and just screamed in my ear to, to where it jolted me to stand up. And when I heard that, and, I, and it jolted me, and I stood up, and I just began to say, thank you. And as I said, thank you, the tears just fell. And I just kept saying thank you, and the tears just rolled. And while the tears were rolling and I'm saying thank you, the only thing I could hear at this point was live. And it said it again, live, live. So I heard live three times. And at that moment, I understood it to mean not just exist. Because up until now, you've only just been existing. You You haven't even lived life. You don't even know what it is to live. But up to that moment, I just simply had been existing. And it took me from that point to now I had to go back. I had to go back and see that five-year-old. I had to go back through from the five to the nine-year-old that was doing this to the 12-year-old that was doing this to the 13, to all of the things in my life that I was doing to show me, and it brought it right to the forefront and said, this is what you were doing. This is all because of how you saw yourself. The image you've had put together of yourself told you you were nothing more than this. You weren't worth more than this. See, the image I had produced of myself told me that I was ugly and I didn't deserve anything better than what I had. I was never going to have anything better than what I had, so I had to take what I could. I had to do what I could. I had to, to, to be whoever it was people needed me to be in order for people to like me, in order for people to, to pretend to love me, because at least it would, have, it would have been some form of love. Whether it was real or fake, it would have felt like some form of love. And after realizing that, you know, I had to 
to get myself to, I had actually gotten to a place where I thought that it was just like, what did I do? And then there was the whole self-abuse thing. You're so stupid. Why did you do all of that? Oh, my God, I can't believe you would allow this to happen to you. So then it was the abuse. And, and even in that, it was like, no, this is not it. You have to get – I had to, to understand what actually loving myself was because, to be honest, even through all of that, I would always tell people, oh, I love me. Can't, I, I love me. Nobody can hurt me like I can hurt me. Now, that was the truth that nobody could hurt me like I love me, but I didn't love me because I didn't know me. Mm. I didn't know me. I was too busy trying to be the person everyone wanted me to be. I was too busy trying to be the perfect church girl that they thought that I should portray because my parents were pastors. I was too busy trying to be the perfect little sister because, you know, I had, you know, my older brothers and I had to look like the little innocent sister over here. I was too busy trying to portray what everybody felt I should be. And so I had no idea who I was. And going through the journey of loving myself, it, it, it honestly is the best thing in the absolute world. Like I promise, if there's nothing else happens in this life for me, if just going through this journey was the, was the one thing that would be the pivotal moment of my life, I would be happy because it helped me understand that a natural journey, it's a it's a mental journey, it's an emotional journey. It can't I can't say that I love me without having all four of those aspects of me growing at the same time. So it, 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 um, I want to see how I want to say this. Like it took me, first of all, it took me through my spiritual part of it. And it all still grows every day, but the first part was spiritual to help me understand that you suffer a lot because you try to separate yourself from God. Mm. You look for God everywhere else instead of understanding that God is within God is not without. God is not within a building. God is not, you know, wherever you think you need to run to find him. But he's within. And you're going to suffer whenever you try to separate yourself from the true source. You will always suffer. You will always feel anxiety. You will always feel something's lacking because you don't recognize and acknowledge what's already there. Now, once you've acknowledged what's there, now you can move on to understanding that now I have to take care of this temple that I have, the body, this body that I have, because this is what's carrying the essence of who I am. So now that makes my physical journey, I have to get my body in shape. I have to make sure that I'm eating the right things and doing the right things so that I can live out my purpose, so that I can have the energy I need to do the job that I need to do. To To even be able to sing, I need to be able to be fit to be able to breathe right, to be able to, to move around and do the things I have to do there. And emotionally, it's, that's a huge one because you have to be emotionally intelligent. You have to understand how to, how to, how to dissect your own emotion, you know, how to understand, well, why did you get upset about that? What caused you to be upset about that? You know, well, did that trigger something else here to, to break all of that apart? You know, and then mentally, because now I have to put myself in a different mindset. I can, no lo- I can no longer continue to think with, a, with an impoverished mind. I can no longer t- begin to think with a, a lack mind. I have to think and know at all times that I am complete and whole and I lack nothing. I have to un- understand that because to not understand that now again, it all goes back into that circle. Again, to not understand I'm ple- complete and whole now puts me back in the realm of saying that I don't acknowledge again that God is within because if God is whole and complete. I have to be whole and complete. So if my mindset doesn't rec- doesn't line up with that, then everything again is now once thrown off whack. And so it's it's 
it's the journey, and it's an everyday journey. It's, you know, I talk to some people, and they, oh, yeah, you know, I took two years out to love myself. If two years is all it took you to get to that, then there's a problem. There's really a problem. This is daily, every single day, because you know what? I find myself checking my emotions every day. I find myself checking my mindset. I find myself pushing myself when I don't feel like working out but I have to do it. I find myself when I don't feel like enlightening my mind and, and, and digging deep and doing some more research and reading on my spiritual growth, I find that I have to do this. So this is a daily journey. So finally loving yourself is based off of all of that, all of the, the aspects that I've had to endure, all of the things, all of the different pieces that I've had to put together of me. It's not something that anybody can just say, well, you know, you might have read it and put no yeah, well, I did a lot of reading, do a lot of reading, but this is stuff that had to be birthed in me, and it's things that I want to help other people with. Powerful testimony, and it is a lot of things in what you just said that I didn't know, um, and I just thank you for your honesty and transparency, even in admitting like you were full out prepared to take yourself out. Oh yeah. And in oh, yeah, a lot of a, a lot of people sometimes people are funny about saying that but we all have hit that brick wall I call it in some way shape or form where we just like ready to just go. We oh, just yeah. ready to go. And you use the term you use the term self abuse. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of times we see, you know, self talk and, you know, all those things, but we don't admit that, you know, a lot of times we abuse ourselves. We, we bully ourselves, we tear ourselves down. And we could not have hit the brick wall, but because of our self abuse, we will push ourselves into that brick wall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. No, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying absolutely. And a lot of people, um, they don't even like to use the word self-loathing because it's really that's Hmm. all it is. You just, you hate yourself and you don't know it. You hate who you are and you really don't even know that. And you're afraid of that term because that brings light to what it really is. Wow. You guys know I always say classes and session, pens and papers ready. And I am, if y'all see my notes from today's session, you will understand that, you know, my mm-hmm. pens and papers always ready. Something that you hit on, and I'm glad you, you said this, that basically you have to self-love and, and talk to yourself and build yourself every day. And mm-hmm. a lot of times people don't, understand that you can't just build yourself on on Monday and think right. you know I'm covered for the week at least I know I don't work that way I have I'm a very routine person mm-hmm. with how my mornings go and any deviation from that routine like in the mornings I do you know I have my time with God and I right. notice because I, I let it happen a time or two. I notice that if I'm so rushed that I mm-hmm. don't get that time, it affects my whole day. And all day I'm wondering, 
what's missing. Something's missing. Something's going on. Something sucks today. And it'll be like later on that night that I realize, or either when I go into my little app the next day or something that I realize, okay, this is what happened. So I'm glad, I'm glad you I'm glad you hit on that and that constant evaluation of yourself was was admitting to yourself that I am abusing myself. I'm causing this harm to to myself. Was that a hard thing to admit? Um honestly yes. Um I'll tell you what I actually used to do. I actually, at the very beginning, I stood in the mirror and I just looked at myself. And when I, once I've admitted that I was abusing myself, I actually just stood there and I apologized to myself for everything. Mm. Um, and it was, it was just me, just me in the mirror crying and just, you know, I apologize for allowing men to use your body like this. I apologize to you for, you know, for just lying and for for doing these things. I apologize to you for not taking better care of you. I, you know, I just, I had to stand there and apologize to myself. See, we're quick to say, you know, we want to apologize to other people or somebody should apologize to me. But, hey, you got to take that time and apologize to yourself and forgive yourself because you allowed so much to happen to you. And when I realized, like you said, I had the, the self-abuse, I had to realize, wait a minute, why was I doing this? Because I hate myself, but wait, now on this path to, lo- to love myself, I have to correct even the, the damage that I've done between me and, and the real me. You see what I'm saying? Hmm. So I have to correct that. I have to correct that. And in correcting that, yes, I need to apologize to myself. Yes, I need to make sure that I'm I'm more mindful and more careful about what I'm doing to me and what I allow to be done to me. So, yeah, I mean, it was hard to to step back and actually admit that. And it was harder to even apologize. But when I say it's freeing, it's absolutely freeing. Like, even now, I, I feel there's some days that I, I'm not going to say every day is perfect. Cause it's, it's, oh, God, that would be, like, so far from the truth. But there are days now that I have to say to myself, you know, I apologize for allowing you to, to for allowing your emotions to get the best of you today. Mm. We're going to move forward. This is how we're going to rectify this. This is what we're going to do. Yeah, and these are conversations I, ha- I stand in the mirror and have with myself as though my girl, my best girlfriend is, is saying this to me. You're going to get this together because you shouldn't have done that. And I have to do myself that way sometimes because, like I said, it, it's about, it really is a self-journey. There's nobody else that can do this journey. Nobody else can walk this out but you. You know, I told, told us, I was talking to my mother the other day, and I was saying, you know, we're quick to, to quote Bible verse. And our interpretation a lot of times is, is, is a lot, it's, it's just all over the place. I said, right. there's the one that says, work out your own soul salvation. I said, and that simply means that whatever it takes for me to do what I have to do for mine, that's what I'm going to do. Whether somebody else likes it or whether they agree with it, whether they don't. So if that means that I have to stand in front of the mirror and talk to myself and you think I'm crazy, that's fine. You can think I'm crazy. But I know what I'm doing for me. I know what's happening within me right here in this moment that I'm in. I know what's happening. I'm working out my own. 
I'm working this out for me because one thing for certain, two things for sure, you cannot love anybody else before you love yourself. And you can't even expect them to love you because you won't know what it means for you to be loved until you can love yourself. Mm. That is, that's so true. And I love, and I, and I'm going to do this when I get off the show tonight, because I never did this and I never heard it. I mean, tonight has been um, an episode thus far of first, but that apologize to yourself. I never did. It's like mm. I took responsibility for my my role in it. My role in, like you said earlier, what I allowed. And But I never took time out to apologize to myself. And then you touched on a few, a few things with that because it is, it's easier to play victim. It's easier to think about who needs to apologize to me Mm -hmm. versus taking responsibility and apologizing to yourself. That was powerful. That's powerful. I love, I love that that idea I love the um the premise behind it it's so like we we really need to think about that and guys if you're listening you may need to go stand in the mirror you know like Shadon said you know like you're talking to your best friend Mm -hmm. or and and apologize to yourself and then when you said about loving other people you can't love other people until you learn to love yourself. And I think that's a, why a lot of relationships. Now I'm no relationship coach expert. I just <laughs> give my own advice from what I've learned. But one of the differences in the relationship with my husband versus previous relationships is by the time I got into a relationship with him, I knew me and I loved mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And so whatever was done before that, I always looked at it like that was their fault. They were a horrible person. They, this, they, that, not taking my own responsibility in it, you know, and they may have Mm -hmm. been horrible in their own right, (laughs) but the relationship I have um, with my husband is, is, a powerful relationship because I knew 100% who Valencia is. And I could never say that before. Cause like you said, you were, you know, between that person that people wanted to see and the person you really were. Right. And it, it's comfortable <laughs> to put, put on that face. So to oh, speak, yeah. or put on that attitude or put on, put, put on period what other people want to see. So, Thank you for giving, dropping all those nuggets. So I wanted to uh, get into FLY. Okay. FLY FLY stands for what exactly? It stands for finally loving yourself. Now, because that's one of your songs. That's the song you actually sung Mm -hmm. in Jacksonville, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So... What was the process when you when you wrote this song? Did you have to 
like get in the mood to write it? Was it just like right there at the top of your heart? Like what made you um, write this song? Well, <laughs> it was, it's actually just, um, it was probably the week after, um, you know, I heard God tell me to live. Um, my bro- and, and when I say, so when I said earlier that I come from a musical family, my brother actually wrote the music. Mm. Um, so my younger brother, so I walk in come to the house and he's got this music on and I just kind of walk in and he's like, um, he's like, hey, you got something for this? He's like, I'm writing this. He's like, but I can't hear, you know, I don't hear any lyrics or anything. So I was like, well, no, I don't have any lyrics. I was like, but let me get on in the booth. Give me the headphones. Let me get on in the booth and let me just see. I'm going to just sing whatever comes out. And I got in, he started the music, and I just began to sing. Um, and fly is what came out of it. That's, it was just, I, I was singing what I was feeling. Because um, like I said, this was after the whole episode with my son's father, so I really felt like it broke me down. It made me feel less than a woman. I didn't really, I'm, I, I was really just over it. I didn't know who I was. Um, and, and as the lyrics of the song, I, ne- I didn't realize that I had the power that, to always walk away from anything that didn't serve me. Hmm. I always held the power. I just didn't realize that so that I could walk away, keep my head up, because I don't have to ever walk with my head down. But I could walk away, keep my head up. And, and, and the, the hook is, the words are saying, look high, here am I. And what that simply means is just keep your head up because nothing is down Except nothing is, is down there except for what needs to be underneath you. But you mm. have to keep looking up, and that's when you can fly. That's when you can spread your wings without the fear, without the resentment, without the hatred of anybody or, or feeling somebody did you wrong. You can love yourself because you freed yourself from all of that. And, um, and I mean, it just, it just came like that, and it was crazy because as I was writing that part, there was the hook. And um, I don't know if you remember my baby brother that came in and sung the part. He actually wrote that part himself. He was standing just listening to me sing, and he was like, you inspired me with, with this. He was like, I don't know if you can sing it and put it in. And as I was reading the words, I was just looking. I was like, you sing it. Hmm. He was like, huh? <laughs> you sing it. You, you wrote that. That came from your heart. So I inspired your heart to sing what was in your heart that, that you felt, so you sing it. You know, I can't sing what your heart felt. I'm only singing what mine felt. And so that's how, you know, Black kind of came together. Wow. And I do remember him. Mm-hmm. Very nice young man. Very nice young man. And I was like surprised because all of a sudden he just came up there and started singing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, you know, of course, I didn't know it was your brother. I didn't, you know, um, and he just like just came, just came there. It's like, okay, I'm up dropped the mic real quick and it, it was it was awesome it was awesome and I love so is he the one that came up with the music or that's another brother that's another brother yeah okay it's it's a it's a tribal that's it's 12 it's 11 of us um six boys five girls so yes there's a lot of hands everywhere so y'all like uh your own Jackson five so to speak <laughs> Um, well, actually, um, prior to me going solo, um, mm-hmm. I was me and three of my brothers, not that that one, but three of my other brothers, um, we were in a group called Transparent, 
um, of gospel inspirational group. We actually, um, you know, have an album out. You know, we've done some stuff, but yeah, we were at, we actually, you know, did um, quite a bit together. We did quite a bit, and then, you know, everybody kind of went their own way with their own thing, and then I went solo. But yes, so I mean, it's just I wouldn't say Jackson Five. Um, Maybe the, temp- the four temptations. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not sure. I can't, I'm trying to think of a group, but I can't really think of one that would line up. But it was yeah, it was the four of us um, that that actually were were doing the thing for a while, and then you know I went solo. Okay, so being that all of because I know you said you come from a musical family. Mm-hmm. Did how did your parents? Start that. Were they singers? Were they musicians? Um, how did that? Because in order for all of you guys to be involved in music in some way, shape, or form, I'm sure you guys got it from your parents. Um, to be honest, not so much. Really? Um, yeah, it's it's surprising. Um, now, my dad. Um, he's he's the more musically inclined one. If if there is going to be one, um, you know he's old school. So growing up in church, my dad was the one that went and bought washboards, and he's mastered the science to playing them. Um, you know, so he that's his thing. You know, he gets in his own sometimes, and you can get him to, to sing a good song. So he, he, but he's not really really in depth into music that way. But he he loves music. Um. To be honest, I just I, I believe it's just a God-given gift mm. because, I mean, like I said, it's it's a, it's a lot of us. And I remember a couple of times my dad would get us together and we would sing, you know, kind of felt like the Jacksons then, but um, <laughs> he would get us together <laughs> and we would sing and, and what have you. Um, you know, growing up in church, it was nothing to, you know, we were pretty much, we grew up in a in a family church anyway. My grandfather was is the bishop, and you know my parents preachers. So, of course, you know we were the praise team, we were the choir, we were, you know, the musicians. We were all over the place. And like I said, I just really think it was a God given gift that, you know, all of my brothers can play, and they can play any instrument they put their hands on. And to be honest, they've never had a lesson. They've never had any of them have had one lesson, but. You know, they play bass, they play lead guitar, drums, keyboard, um, I can try, uh, uh, trumpet, you know, trombone. Like they, they just pick the, they pick up easy on that kind of stuff. So, it's, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I guess it could kind of come maybe from my dad because my aunt can sing too. My dad's sister, she can sing. So it, it may came came from him a little bit somewhere, but it wasn't anything, you know, Direct. Like Joe Jackson kind of thing. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know, um, you know, my son, he, he put he put the instruments down, but I think around fifth, sixth grade he picked up a tuba of all instruments. And mm-hmm. I cannot I'm not besides me doing karaoke and liking to sing, um, yeah, I never did instruments. <laughs> so when he picked up a tuba and he was really skinny at the time, you know, tubas are huge and he yes, was like are. really, really good. And he did it all the way through high school. But, you know, of course, when you get to high school, 
that kind of stuff gets more demanding of your time and everything. But yeah. he was like, he was good. And I was like, he must have pulled that from somewhere back in <laughs> ancestry or something because, yeah, it was quite interesting it, watching him play tuba and just, I mean, he could play it, a lot of stuff and reading music and the whole band thing. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, interesting. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So um, how did you, okay, did the song, with the with the song and your speaking, because your message mm-hmm. is very in in line with the song, and the song is very in line with your message. How did you learn how to incorporate that, so to speak? Like, did you intentionally make them match, or um, you know, well, like because they're first. very okay. Yeah, so the song kind of came first because at that time I was just all about the music. I'm I still, you know, I'm still about my music now, but then it was just nothing else. I didn't, I didn't, I had tunnel vision. I didn't see anything else. All I saw was music in my view. I didn't see that there I could do something else off of that. So the song just came first. Um, but where it began to build was when, um, as the song was you know, the video released and people were getting it. And, of course, you know, my nerves are on edge. I'm like, you know, I hope it helps somebody. I hope it does, you know, something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started getting inboxes, messages in my inbox. And um, one of them was from a young lady, and she said I was and, – and this is where it really took a turn for me because she said I was on the verge of killing myself today. And somebody inboxed me your YouTube video. And because of this song, I'm not going to be afraid. And I'm going to spread my wings. I'm going to fly. And I can make it through what I'm dealing with. And that's when I was, my reply to her was, I don't remember my exact reply. I remember her words, but my exact reply, I don't remember, but I know it, it, brought conversation between me and her on this subject of committing suicide and why and, and you know, what, you know what, what we have to live for and things of that nature. And at that moment, it, I, it hit me that it's not just a song. Right. It's not just the music. It, 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 it's a, a door to helping other people that were in that same spot you were in. For whatever reason, may not be the same reason, but they were there. And now you need to step out and actually do more to help. You've got the music, hmm. that's good. Because music is a, is a doorway. Music does so much for the soul, does so much for the spirit. Now, once music breaks away a lot of that stuff, now you can step in and actually talk. You can actually give them the message now. You can give them more of the message because you've allowed the music to break down some stuff first. Hmm. So it moved from that to that and then, from there, it's now moving to where I'm in the, the last, the finishing stages of the actual book, which actually goes into so much more of the stuff that happened between five and, and, and the suicide. So it covers wow. a lot of that and the healing process and the things that, that I've had to do, you know, with my meditation, with prayer, visualization, um, my, my affirmations, all of those things and, 
and even the things that I still do now, even with the working out, even with, you know, things that were brought to my attention that said, hey, these are things that only somebody that doesn't really love themselves do. You know, and, mm. and it's crazy. It's just, you know, it's, it's things that we don't even pay attention to. Um, and I'll just give you one, for example, like when we go out sometimes, you know, as women, we'll go to the store and we'll say, I'm just going to buy, I'm going to here to get this. You know, at the time, I think I was going to TJ Maxx or somewhere. I was going to just go check out a few couple cute little outfits for my baby. So, you know, as I'm in, I'm like, well, you know, let me look over here in the, in the home section because sometimes they got some really cute stuff back here that, you know, good pricing. Went back there right. and I said, you know, oh, I saw these shoes. Oh, that shoes are cute, but, you know, I'm in the outfit to go with the shoes, so let me see what they got over here. And to make a long story short, I really went in and spent money that I really didn't need to spend. Mm. And as my healing process was happening, um, going through that, I came up on some stuff was going on, had bills to pay, comes to a point where one of the bills, I was short some money for one of the bills. I was like, mm. Now, when am I going to get this money? And at that moment, it, did, it wasn't even like it took time. But at that moment, I could hear, remember all that, that what you spent for the shoes, the dress, and the household stuff that you really didn't need that still got the tag on it in there right now? Hmm. That would have been enough to cover exactly what you're missing here. How does that show that somebody loves themselves would now put themselves in a position that they're stressed because they can't pay this bill? Now, you've caused yourself unnecessary stress. You've got a headache because you're worried about this bill being paid. How does that constitute I love me? Mm. Stuff like that. So it was just, <laughs> so the book covers all of that kind of thing, like all the things that just slap me in the face to say, this is, this is it. And it's not to say these are things that I probably still don't do here and there, but I'll tell you, right. way, it's, it's, way, it's not as much. It's like, if I do it now, I already know what the outcome is going to be. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not right. throwing myself into something. I already know what I'm doing. I know. I don't need to do this. And Shannon, and I have to tell myself, Shay, I'm so sorry, but I need. I want to do this right now. I, I want to do this. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you At know, least so you're it, on it. it. <laughs> I'm on it. You know, I just, I'm not even going to play with it. But, you know, so it, it moved from the music to seeing that there's more with the, with the whole the whole line with the story with the meaning behind it that could help. Um, like I said, that is even now moving into the book that then, you know, moves into even starting my own fitness piece, you know, so it all kind of just branches out to different spots, but it's all wrapped around the same thing of helping everyone love themselves, helping however and whatever area I can to help you love yourself. Mm. Love that. Now I know we do have a piece of your new song. So why don't you go ahead and tell us the name of the song, what it's about, and then I'll go ahead and play the clip. Okay. Um, it's called Overcome. And that one, it was, um, it was, it was just like, because even though I had learned to learn and love myself, it was still some, it was, like I said, the journey was never easy, still not easy. And, it came one day that as these, as something was going on at the current moment, and I'm just like, okay, I can, I can do this. And it hit me, and it said, remember that before you even go into the situation, you've got to tell yourself, I have already overcome. Mm. You can't forget that. You don't wait till you come out of it and say, oh, yes, I'm glad I overcame it. No, walking in it, I've already got this. This is already over for me. I'm just going to walk through it knowing that I've already overcome this. So, that's pretty much what that's about. It's just a simple reminder I've already overcome. Wow. 
And with that being said, guys, here is Overcome by Shadon. If there's anything that's in my way, give me strength not to run away, cause I sell some and then some have won, to defeat I will never succumb. Wow. Wow. I'm speechless, which rarely happens. (laughs) That rarely happens. Beautiful song. Beautiful song. And guys, that was just a clip. Just so you know, that was just, that was just a (laughs) clip. Um, How can, because I want to make sure that the audience knows how they can get find your find your music so they can hear fly and overcome and you know how can they support your music and get it um well you can get it on reverb nation um you can get it on um of course the videos are loaded to youtube um you can reach me at any of my facebook platforms I definitely um, have the. Uh, I can get it to you that way. You can do, uh, go to my website, shadeonmusic.com. Um, trying to remember all of them. <laughs> 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 so many. 
I'm on Google Plus. Um, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Periscope. You can pretty much reach out to me through any of those platforms, and I can definitely get it to you. I do have signed copies, so you can definitely reach me. Like the best way to reach me for the signed copies is through my Facebook page, my personal page, which is uh, Shannon Shadon Ward, or the music page, um, which is just Shadon. Mm. I will make sure that the website is posted, guys, and you could always go to the the Find You Radio's Facebook page and connect with Shannon that way. It's so many questions I have now that I've listened to the song because I purposely didn't listen to the song until right before we got on. I listened to like, I don't know, about 30 seconds. But mm-hmm. this is the first time I ever like listened. Listened. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. Like even the the chorus were was that your family singing? Yes, yes, that was wow. that was actually the, the, the same brother. He wrote this music as well, and that's him in the background on that as well. Hmm. Talented and and powerful. I'm I'm pretty close to speechless. Pretty close to speechless. <laughs> what, like, what were you? I mean, and I know we only have like a few minutes left, but mm-hmm. did he did he do the music again, and then you wrote the words, or did you have the words and he created the music? Like, what was um, that this process? One, this one was all done together. Um, mm. He was he had the beginning. Um, and it was actually we were really just collaborating on this one. He had the beginning, and um, it was funny because I was listening to um, Kiki Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the song? Um, uh, Lie Under You. And I was like, you know, I like the country vibe to that. You know, I really like, I want to do something you know, along with the with the country feel to it. So he kind of started with the music, and I was like, okay, well, maybe. Um, and honestly, the way the song started out, he had actually sung the first hook, and then I would come in. But as we went through it, he was just like, you know what, I'm going to just take mine out, and you go with it. Um, so we, we just kind of really collaborated on this one, and we didn't get, it wasn't until, actually until we were doing the video, the actual video for it, because we had already done it. But then when we were doing the actual video, he was like, you know what, let's change up this, this piece here so that we can really give it some drive. And when he changed the music, I was like, wait, this is what we need. And that's just kind of, I mean, we just kind of always just kind of click with each other sometimes like that. Mm. You and your baby brother. Yeah. <laughs> well, not now. This is not the one again that was singing. This is a, a different one. Oh, okay. One. Oh, so, okay. yeah. This okay. is this is a different one. Yeah, this is uh, yeah. It, I got I got five. Well, four baby brothers. So that's the the, the one that was singing with me. That's the baby baby. Um, okay. the one that actually writes the music and that was singing in this one is the one right, right above him. Okay. The videos are on YouTube. Yes, they're they're on YouTube as well as on my Facebook page. They are there. Okay. Okay. Well, guys, 
I have one more question then. <laughs> sure. I have one more one more question. Um as we get ready to close out the show, I will make sure all the information is posted. If you guys felt what even one fourth of what I felt when I heard that song, you guys make sure you connect with her and and support and, and get the song and like, love, share it, uh, and her page and all of the above, because it was a very powerful song. Like I could see that being part of my daily decompressing routine. So, and just a, like an empowerment feeling. Yeah. So I just want to thank you for that and for sharing that with our audience. They know this is the first time I've ever played any music besides the, you know, the intro. And, you know, I felt right. honored with you sharing that with us today. Thank you. I'm honored. <laughs> I'm honored that you invited <laughs> me. So thank you. So what is one tip you would give someone when it comes, if they're suffering or dealing with or self-abusing themselves, what is one tip, something they can do right now to help them to start finally loving themselves? Mm, one thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's hard to break it to one. Um, but if I have to say one thing, I would say... For me, the, the 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 most powerful thing you can do for yourself would be to begin to apologize. Mm. Start there. I think you did a really good job of breaking it down to one powerful step. One powerful step. Shay Don, Miss yes, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on Define You Radio. And as I tell my special guests only, welcome to the family. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you guys enjoyed today's session, stay connected by subscribing to the show on iTunes and Google Play. Make sure you connect with Shaydon. All her information will be on Define You Radio's Facebook page. This is our summer break coming up, guys, because this is the final show until the, the first Tuesday in September. However, we're having our second annual Define Yourself series because queens oh. do it differently. I know I'm excited about that. To find out more information, guys, just follow the hashtag DYS2017. You can also go to bit.ly slash DYS, all caps, 2017. It is a week-long series full of queens and great information. So, guys, it's been a powerful show, but I'm going to leave you with a quote. It comes from unknown. Y'all know how I am with my unknown quote, okay? But it says, stars cannot shine without darkness. Mm. So you guys think about that. Let us know what you learned from today's show on the Facebook page. Y'all should already be connected anyway. Or join me in Define You Movement, where classes in session seven days a week. And guess who also is part of Define You Movement? Tonight's guest, the fabulous Shade on. 
With that being yes, said, guys, yay. <laughs> Until <laughs> next time, you guys have a great week. And I think we're going to close out with Overcome. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Define You Radio. Class is in session. Connect with the show at www.defineuradio.com. Pins and papers down. Class is over.